The House is in recess this week. The Senate will come back tomorrow and stay in session long enough to pass the surveillance reauthorization bill and the second coronavirus bill. Last week on the House floor, the House came back to work on Monday and took up and passed two bills under suspension of the rules. On Tuesday, the House passed another bill under suspension. On Wednesday, the House took up and passed the rule that would govern consideration of SJ Res 68 to direct the removal of U.S. armed forces from hostilities against the, Ara- the Islamic Republic of Iran. The Senate amendment to H.R. 2486, the Future Act, and H.R. 6172, the USA Freedom Reauthorization Act of 2020. Then the House took up and passed a bill under suspension. Then the House considered H.R. 6172, the USA Freedom Reauthorization Act. The bill passed by a vote of 278 to 136, with the party breakdowns as follows. 120, I'm sorry, 152 Democrats voted yes, with 75 Democrats voting no. 126 Republicans voted yes, with 60 Republicans voting against. Then the House considered SJ Res 68 to direct the removal of U.S. armed forces from hostilities against the Islamic Republic of Iran that have not been authorized by Congress. The bill passed by a vote of 227 to 186. That's a healthy majority, but it's not a veto-proof majority, which means this is likely the last we'll see of this resolution because the president will veto it, and that will be that. The House was set to vote Thursday on H.R. 6201, Families First Coronavirus Response Act, but the White House objected, and negotiations between Speaker Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Mnuchin continued throughout the day and in the evening. Then the negotiations continued throughout the day Friday, culminating in a vote that concluded at 12.50 a.m. Saturday morning. The bill passed by a vote of 363 to 40 with all 40 no votes coming from the Republican side of the aisle and from the usual suspects, Andy Biggs, Louis Gohmert, Jim Jordan, Chip Roy, and a whole bunch of others of the same ilk. Interestingly, North Carolina Republican Mark Meadows, who's getting ready to leave Capitol Hill to move to the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue to serve as President Trump's chief of staff, chose not to vote. This week on the House floor, the House is in recess. Last week on the Senate floor, the Senate returned to work on Monday and failed to invoke cloture. On Senate Amendment Number 1407 to S2657, the American Innovation Leadership Act of 2019. That's the energy bill we discussed last week. The cloture vote failed by a vote of 47 to 44. Approximately half an hour later, the Senate tried again, but failed even worse. This time, the cloture vote was 15 in favor against 73 opposed. Clearly, the Senate was not ready to move to the bill, so Majority Leader McConnell pulled it and moved on. On Tuesday, the Senate voted favorably on the motion to proceed to SJ Res 56, a joint resolution providing for congressional disapproval under the Congressional Review Act of the rules submitted by the Department of Education relating to borrower defense institutional accountability. The joint resolution nullifies a rule issued by the Department of Education on September 23, 2019. The rule revises the process for a student loan borrower to obtain a discharge from a student loan if an institution of higher education misrepresented a material fact. The resolution was agreed to by a vote of 55 to 41. On Wednesday, the Senate voted to pass H.J. Res. 76, a joint resolution providing for, wait for it, congressional disapproval under the Congressional Review Act of the rules submitted by the Department of Education relating to borrower defense institutional accountability. On Thursday, the Senate voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of James P. Danley to be a member of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. Later that same day, the Senate voted to confirm Danley to that position, and then they were done. 
This week on the Senate floor, they'll return to work tomorrow with the first vote set for 5.30 p.m. At that time, the Senate will proceed to a roll call vote on cloture on the motion to proceed to H.R. 6172, the USA Freedom Reauthorization Act. Later, the Senate will take up H.R. 6201, the Family's First Coronavirus Response Act. In order to do anything before finishing up with the surveillance reauthorization bill, the Senate would need unanimous consent. I doubt there will be a problem reaching unanimous consent on this issue, but we'll see. On the border security immigration front, on Wednesday of last week, the Supreme Court issued a ruling that allows the Trump administration to continue enforcing its so-called Remain in Mexico policy, which requires asylum seekers to stay in Mexico while their asylum claims are heard here in the United States. The court will allow the administration to continue enforcing the policy while a lawsuit works its way through the court system. According to the Department of Homeland Security, more than 60,000 asylum seekers have been barred from entering the United States since the policy was, was put in place more than a year ago. To the surveillance reauthorization front, last week I boldly predicted that with all that Congress had on its plate, it would be likely that both houses would get together to pass a 30 or 45 day clean reauthorization of the expiring portions of the USA Freedom Act to make sure that those sections of the law did not expire while they continued to negotiate. I was wrong. House leadership on both sides, apparently dissatisfied with the work done by the committee chairman and ranking members, decided to take matters into their own hands to work out a deal, and they got it done. Wednesday afternoon, the House voted to pass the bill and send it to the Senate. The surveillance powers will expire at midnight tonight because the Senate did not immediately take up and pass the legislation. That bill is now the first order of business for the Senate when it returns tomorrow. The bill had the backing of Jim Jordan and Attorney General Bill Barr. The bill provides an extension of two USA Freedom Act provisions regarding roving wiretaps, which allow law enforcement and intelligence community personnel to pinpoint and follow an individual across multiple devices and so-called lone wolf terrorists, individuals who are inspired by, but not necessarily directly connected to a known terrorist organization. The bill increases the criminal penalties for misuse of the FISA warrant application process. But what good does it do to increase the prison term from five years to eight years if no one is gonna be prosecuted in the first place? How does that increased sentence act as a deterrent to bad behavior if all the actors know they'll never face prosecution for criminal behavior? Senate opposition to the bill is led by Rand Paul of Kentucky and Mike Lee of Utah, who have vowed to use whatever tools they have to block passage of the House bill as it stands. They say President Trump has told them he would not sign the House bill. Majority Leader McConnell, on the other hand, seems to think the bill is just fine as it is and says he believes it will pass the Senate this week. Stay tuned. 2020 Democrats. Joe Biden continued his march to the Democratic presidential nomination, rolling through Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, and Idaho on Tuesdays, Super Tuesday the 2nd. Sanders won in North Dakota and continues to hold on to a lead in Washington state as the count continues. On the day following Super Tuesday 2, Sanders held a press conference to announce his determination to soldier on despite a widening gap in the delegate count between him and Biden. Later this evening, that is at 8 o'clock in 17 minutes, the two remaining significant candidates will debate on CNN. The debate had originally been scheduled to be held in Arizona, but was relocated to a virtually empty CNN studio in Washington, D.C. as a result of concerns over coronavirus. On Tuesday, the voting will continue with contests in Arizona, Florida, Illinois, and Ohio. 
Louisiana and Georgia have announced plans to move back their primary elections over concerns over coronavirus. And that's our Washington Report for this week.